Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the live stream church services, the daily devotional, and the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael and the conclusion of his message called, Be Still. Whenever you see Selah in a psalm like this, it means to pause. It's a pa- literally a pause in the music. So musicians sometimes have, just like speakers, speakers have what we call a pregnant pause. Right? A pregnant pause is you make a point and then you just pause. You kind of just, <laughs> or you smile at people, right? And the, and the pause in a speech or a sermon is intended to let the point sink. This is the idea of a pregnant pause. So sometimes a pastor will pause because he's lost his place. (laughs) But if it's intentionally done, it's done to make you let the point get into your soul. Move it from here down to here. Amen? In the song, it's a pause in the music to cause you to praise God for what was just said and also to ponder the point. It's pause, praise, ponder. That's Selah. And it, look what it comes right after. The Lord of hosts, the Lord of the armies of God or the angel armies is with us. The God of Israel or Jacob is our stronghold. Pause, praise, ponder. Think about it. Maybe that's a good time to say, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sometimes when pastors pause, it's to see if you might have a little praise coming back. So we pause to hear a... Oh, uh, there it was. Come behold the works of the Lord, verse 8, who has wrought desolations in the earth. This is judgment language, and it says, take a look. Flip over to Psalm 28 for a second. Psalm 28 is uh, picking up the thought of how unbelievers ignore the works of the Lord all around them. Psalm 28 says these words, verse 5, because they, that is the unbelieving world, Christ-rejecting world, God-rejecting world, because they, Psalm 28, 5, do not regard the works of the Lord, nor the deeds of his hands. He will tear them down and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplication. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. I am helped, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart exalts or rejoices, and with my song I shall thank him. The Lord is their strength, and he is a saving defense to his anointed. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Be their shepherd also, and carry them forever. Sometimes I talk to unbelievers and they might say I'm an atheist or I'm an agnostic and I immediately go to what's called the cosmological argument and I just simply say, where do you think all this came from? Where do you think the six million forms of plants and animals came from? Where do you think DNA came from? Where do you think the self-healing of the body, the circulatory system came from? Where do you think procreation came from? And how that works together to produce a child or offspring in other species. What do you think the grand design of the distance of the moon 
and the sun and the stars and how planets spin and another one spins another direction. And is that, did that just all happen by accident? What I'm saying to people is come behold the works of the Lord. Take a look around. Look into a baby's eyes and tell me there's not a God. Look into a sunset. Have you seen some of the sunsets lately? You look, you know, the sun sets in the west, right? And, and you look, there's a set, yeah, it sets in the west, and you look over, and it's like a paintbrush. And that's just a little taste of the power and the glory of God. Not going not gonna to consider God, nope. Accident, explosion, nobody's steering. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of scientific sense, doesn't it? And believers are painted as ignorant, unscientific. And what do unbelievers believe? Well, if you're an evolutionist, you believe this is all a cosmic accident by an explosion. See, great are the works of the Lord. They are studied by all who delight in them. Psalm 111, verse 2. Splendid and majestic is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. The psalmist goes on to say in Psalm 118, verse 17, I shall not die, but I will live and tell of the works of the Lord. When the children of Israel were, uh, they had gone out of Egypt and the Egyptian army then fled, uh, then followed them and uh, they were at the edge of the Red Sea, there seemed to be no way out and there wasn't any natural way out. And God made a way when there was no way. And Moses said to the people, don't fear, stand by and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians, who you've seen today, you will never see them again forever. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Come, Moses might put it this way, behold the works of the Lord. Just stand back. You don't even have to do anything. Just watch the show. That's what it means to be still. It means to trust God instead of yourself. It means to trust the work of the Lord and the power of the Lord instead of your own resources. It means to lean into the Lord. In fact, I have a friend, I told you guys in a previous message, when Moses uh, was up on the mountain and Aaron and Hur were holding up his hands and whenever his hands were up, they were winning the battle down below as Joshua fought the Amalekites. And then they, they made an altar and they called it, the Lord is my banner. And I have a friend that studies the Hebrew language and he believes that the Lord is my banner could be translated, the Lord is the one I lean on. And I think that is the picture of the psalm. It's lean on God. When you don't have what it takes and we don't, when the sons of Moab and Ammon and the Meunites were coming to make war with Jehoshaphat, a prophet spoke to the people. This is 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15. And he said, listen, all Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jeraul. You need not fight in this battle, 
Station yourselves and stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out and face them, for the Lord is with you. That's 2 Chronicles 20, 15 through 17. The Lord is with you. But would you hear the words? Go out and face them, for the Lord is with you. And this is part of what we have to do as believers. We have to face things with the knowledge that the Lord is with us. I have had many times in my life when I was like, Lord, could you get someone else? Lord, I'm not sure I want to face this or that. And it has driven me to prayer. And it has driven me to trust in God, to have the faith to believe like Jehoshaphat or Moses or others. And what I've found is the Lord will call me to face it, but he's always got my back. You see, he, God, makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear. He can end wars quickly. And he breaks them in two, and he burns the chariots with fire. This is pictures of desolations in verses 8 through 10, of final judgment. God will make war to cease finally. We see in Isaiah 2, 4, 11, 9, and 65, 25. War chariots were largely employed by the Assyrians and formed the main strength of the army of Shennacherib, and God was with Israel. And then the famous verse, this is verse 10, Psalm 46. It says, cease striving. ESV, NIV, New King James say, be still and know that I am God. Now in light, do you guys see how the psalm has set us up for verse 10? Many of us have heard verse 10. We may have memorized verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. That's a pretty one, easy one to memorize. But do you see the context now? This is why you can be still. This is why you can know because God is your refuge. He's your strength. He's a very present help in time of trouble. He's the all-powerful God. He's with you and not against you. Therefore, in light of that, he's fighting your battles. Be still and don't guess. Don't wonder. Be still and know that I am God. You are not. (laughs) I am God, God might say. You aren't. Be still. Now, if you have the New American Standard, it says cease striving. Uh, You may notice in your translation, I think it may read this way, that striving is italicized. Let me double check that. Is that true in the New, New American Standard? Striving is italicized. Literally, the Hebrew could be rendered, and the Hebrew is rafa. It literally means it could be rendered cease. Stop. Be still. And you could even render it relax. Talk about that in a second. Cease. Now, I was thinking about illustrations of this, and when my boys were younger, my wife cut everybody's hair. And uh, I, was, I was saying, honey, what were some times in the boys' life where you had to tell them, stop moving, be still? And I said, was it the time of a haircut? And she said, oh, yeah. It was hard to keep them still in the barber's chair. When I was a little kid, my mom would take me to the barber, and he was like an old traditional barber with the razors and everything. And I was very ticklish on the back of my neck. 
And so whenever he would get near me with that razor, I would... (laughs) You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. As you know, the coronavirus pandemic has forced local and state governments to make some regulations to keep people safe. That means Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California, the church behind Walk-In Truth, where Michael Lance serves as senior pastor, must resort to live streaming their Wednesday night and Sunday morning services. Many churches are having to face the same shutdown to abide by social distancing regulations. If your church isn't able to live stream their service, we invite you to fellowship with us from the comfort of your home during this unfortunate time. Visit walkintruth.com and click on church. That's walkintruth.com. Click on church. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. And I said, was it the time of a haircut? And she said, oh yeah. It was hard to keep them still in the barber's chair. When I was a little kid, my mom would take me to the barber, and he was like an old traditional barber with the razors and everything. And I was very ticklish on the back of my neck. And so whenever he would get near me with that razor, I would... (laughs) And I couldn't sit still. And the barber was pleading with me, and my mother was pleading with me, and the price for the haircut was going up and up and up and up. And it'd be something like this with my mother's Italian vein going like this, twitching. Sit still. Razor. (laughs) Be still. Sit still. Stop wiggling around. Relax. Be still, child of God. I think if he had a word for us tonight, with that word picture of the little kid who can't sit still, I think we're the little kids. And I think often we're at God's barber shop and he's saying, sit still and know, just know I am God. And we usually say to God, you're not going to give me one of those bowl cuts, are you? People are like, where'd you get that haircut? Your mom cut you? Yeah. Now, my wife actually does a great job cutting hair. But some of you grew up and you know it was like you got the bowl cut. <laughs> Literally, they put the bowl on your head. Or you got that summer cut. The summer cut is simply, it's off. Right? Sit still. Rafa, R A P H A, Hebrew word literally means cease, no takers. It means to slacken, to sink, to relax, to let drop, to refrain. This is all be still. To let go, to let it alone, to be quiet. That's taking the uh, one, two Hebrew lexicons and giving you the definitions of Rafa, cease, be still. That's it. You ready for it? Slacken, sink, relax, let it drop, refrain, let it go, leave it alone, be quiet, sit still, and know I'm God. Brothers and sisters, can I tell you something? 
The biggest reason why we struggle with that scene is because we wrestle with trusting that God is God. Amen? We know the song, Jesus Take the Wheel, right? Or as Tim Hawkins did a funny revision of the song, Cletus Take the Reel. You guys ever hear that before? Tim Hawkins, comedian? He did a spoof on the song, Cletus Take the Reel. It's a fishing spoof. Never mind. Apparently you guys didn't hear about it and you don't want to laugh tonight. That's okay. It wasn't that funny, I know. But it's like, Cletus Take the Reel. <laughs> anyway. Relax. Have you ever said that to yourself? <laughs> I was out on the golf course with a friend, and he's a good golfer. <clears throat> and when you play golf for the first time with people that you haven't played golf with before, sometimes you get a little tight over the ball. And so you might do one of these, <laughs> and it's, the ball's still right there. Or you hit a ball, and it's flying at somebody's head. And I remember my friend saying to himself, relax. Relax. Why can't some of us relax? Because we think we're God. What? Oh, no, no, no. Well, I know you don't think you're the God, but sometimes I think we think we got to pretty much be God. We got to control our lives, control this, control that. We can't just simply leave it with God. I mean, that's just a little too simple, isn't it? Maybe a little too spiritual? And the psalmist says, I want you to be still and know. God says, stop and know. What do we need to do now to, to know that God is God? What do we need to do to practice this? How can I stop wiggling when I'm un, in uncomfortable situations? How can I simply say, I'm going to be still and know? I think... One of the ways that you can do this, brothers and sisters, is you're going to have to quote the verse to yourself in the moments where you're most anxious. It's going to be something like this, and I told you we're going to get a little practical as we wind down. Be still and know has to be something that you can quote to yourself at the moment when everything, the avalanches of life have got you out of the chair underneath a pile of sand. That's when you're going to have to say, wait a minute, freeze it. I'm going to be still and know. When Jesus was under his temptation uh, by the devil in the wilderness, three times, what did Jesus do in the midst of temptation? He what? He quoted scripture. So there's no doubt that that's part of your arsenal. And Psalm 46.10 is cease, relax, and know. We can cease striving if you like to put it in modern language, be still and chill <laughs> and know that I am God. In the midst of a crisis, be still. Psalm 4 says, tremble and do not sin, verse 4. Meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still, Selah. In quick rapid fire, this is how I think we can think about the whole psalm. God is our refuge and strength. Verse 1, a very present help in trouble. Verse 1, I will not fear. Verse 2, even when cataclysms come because of God being with me. 
God is in the midst of his people, verse 5. They will not be moved, verse 5. God will help her at the break of day, verse 5. And we're reminded of God being our refuge. He will judge his enemies and our enemies. He is in the midst of his people. The Lord of hosts is with us, Psalm 46, 11. This kind of is the other bookend of the psalm. The God of Jacob is our stronghold, kind of a repetition of what's already been stated. And then what's the last word? It's Selah. Let me read from my notes. The primary meaning of the word Selah means to cast up, to lift up or exalt. It speaks of a suspension of music or a pause. So it's a pause, praise, and ponder. It's a good way to think about this word. In order to practice being still, we need to pause and praise often. We need to try to freeze negative thoughts and look afresh to God in places of refuge. We need to look to God as God. We need to say something like this. This is a psalm of trust. So we need to say something like this. God, I am going to trust you with this. And I believe that you're calling me to be still and know that you're God and I'm not. So I'm going to place my trust in you. I'm going to put this situation before you, this difficulty before you, this gnawing question before you, this habitual struggle that I have, and I'm going to trust you with it. You're listening to Be Still, Part 3 on Walk in Truth, the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 46. And I have a reminder that Michael Lance is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. Right now, because of the coronavirus shutdowns, our church is live streaming our worship services. So this week, we're streaming our Good Friday service at 6 p.m. And our Easter service will be at 10 a.m. Visit walkintruth.com and click on church. That's walkintruth.com and click on church. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, there's a lot of different ways to say be still. It's cease striving. It's relax. (laughs) I have a friend who's since moved out of state and he used to wear a shirt uh, when we play racquetball together and it said, relax, God is in control. Boy, do we need to hear that afresh. Be still, cease striving, relax, chill out. (laughs) I know sometimes it's easier said than done, but Spend some time musing in this Psalm 46. And remember, God does say, I will be exalted in every nation of the earth. What a, what a great reminder that God is sovereign. His plans will be accomplished. And if you're a Christian, you're part of that plan, part of that kingdom, uh, the kingdom that will last forever. Hey, we're going to be transitioning to another beautiful Psalm, Psalm 91. And we've entitled this, Finding Peace in Troubled Times. And I know it's going to minister to you, and I would encourage you to invite friends and family to listen as well. In Psalm 91, maybe read it ahead of time so you're prepared to listen to the message there. Well, I want to invite you to join us in our 40 days of prayer. Uh, When this began to happen, when the coronavirus stuff was breaking out, I really felt compelled to direct the church to 40 days of prayer. And I've given you five R's there that you can check out. They include things like repent and uh, revive and restore and relax and rejoice, not necessarily in that order, but you get the idea. And there are scriptures there that will help guide your prayers. So you can read a scripture, 
and that will inform your prayer. And I think that would be an awesome thing. You can access those 40 days of prayer prayer points that I know will be a blessing to you when you go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Well, as we close this program, let's pray together. Boy, do we need to pray. Father, we come before you on behalf of this entire world, and we can kind of start stepping that down to our own country. We think about the church that is in desperate need of revival, Father, in this nation. We're thinking about forgiveness and asking for your forgiveness for the sins that we've committed against you. We're praying for healing for those who are hurting, those who have lost a loved one. We're praying for our medical professionals who are on the front lines and, of, of course, for our president, vice president, and the, the task force and so many other people, local leadership that need prayer. Praying for churches, Lord, as well, for believers, for pastors and co-laborers in the gospel, that you'd help us to stand strong, stand together, and make sure that we're shining your light to others. Father, we need, we so desperately need your healing hand in this time of distress. And we look to you as our healer. We look to you as our, our God, our King, and our Savior. And we know you're using this time to draw us nearer to you and to change us forever. And we pray that your will will be done and that we'll come out the other side as pure as gold in our faith and shining brighter than ever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come back tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 91 about how to find peace in troubled times. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to reach out with God's truth to encourage, teach, and bless you during a time of hardship. 